Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be always acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouths shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 95 on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. In his hands are all the corners of the earth and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his and he made it and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness, when your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works. Forty years long was I grieved with this generation and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 77 on page 433. I will cry unto God with my voice, even unto God will I cry with my voice, and he shall hearken unto me. In the time of my trouble I sought the Lord. I stretched forth my hands unto him, and ceased not in the night season. My soul refused comfort. When I am in heaviness, I will think upon God. When my heart is vexed, I will complain. Thou holdest mine eyes waking. I am so feeble that I cannot speak. I have considered the days of old and the years that are past. I call to remembrance my song, and in the night I commune with mine own heart and search out my spirit. Will the Lord absent himself forever? And will he be no more entreated? Is his mercy clean gone forever? And is his promise come utterly to an end forevermore? Hath God forgotten to be gracious? And will he shut up his loving kindness in displeasure? And I said, it is my own infirmity, but I will remember the years of the right hand of the Most Highest. I will remember the works of the Lord, and call to mind thy wonders of old time. I will think also of all thy works, and my talking shall be of thy doings. Thy way, O God, is holy. Who is so great a God as our God? Thou art the God that doest wonders, and hast declared thy power among the peoples. Thou hast mightily delivered thy people, even the sons of Jacob and Joseph. The waters saw thee, O God, 
the waters saw thee and were afraid. The depths also were troubled. The clouds poured out water, the air thundered, and thine arrows went abroad. The voice of thy thunder was heard round about. The lightnings shone upon the ground. The earth was moved and shook withal. The way is in the, thy way is in the sea, and thy paths in the great waters, and thy footsteps are not known. Thou leddest thy people like sheep, by the hand of Moses and Aaron. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the eleventh chapter of the first book of Samuel. Then Nahash the Ammonite came up and encamped against Jabesh-Gilead. And all the men of Jabesh said to Nahash, Make a covenant with us, and we will serve you. And Nahash the Ammonite answered them, On this condition I will make a covenant with you, that I may put out all your right eyes and bring reproach on all Israel. Then the elders of Jabesh said to him, Hold off for seven days, that we may send messengers to all the territory of Israel. And then, if there is no one to save us, we will come out to you. So the messengers came to Gibeah of Saul, and told the news in the hearing of the people. And all the people lifted up their voices and wept. Now there was Saul coming behind the herd from the field, and Saul said, What troubles the people that they weep? And they told him the words of the men of Jabesh. Then the Spirit of God came upon Saul when he heard this news, and his anger was greatly aroused. So he took a yoke of oxen and cut them in pieces, and sent them throughout all the territory of Israel by the hands of messengers saying, Whoever does not go out with Saul and Samuel to battle, so it shall be done to his oxen. Then the fear of the Lord fell on the people, and they came out with one consent. When he numbered them in Bezek, the children of Israel were three hundred thousand, and the men of Judah thirty thousand. And they said to the messengers who came, Thus you shall say to the men of Jabesh-Gilead, Tomorrow by this time the sun is hot, you shall have help. Then the messengers came and reported it to the men of Jabesh, and they were glad. Therefore the men of Jabesh said, Tomorrow we will come out to you, and you may do to, with us whatever seems good to you. So it was on the next day that Saul put the people in three companies, and they came into the midst of the camp in the morning watch, and killed Ammonites until the heat of the day. And it happened that those who survived were scattered, so that no two of them were left together. Then the people said to Samuel, Who was he who said, Shall Saul reign over us? Bring the men, that we may put them to death. But Saul said, not a man shall put to be put to death this day, for today the Lord has accomplished salvation in Israel. Then Samuel said to the people, 
Come, let us go to Gilgal and renew the kingdom there. So all the people went to Gilgal, and there they made Saul king before the Lord in Gilgal. There they made sacrifices and peace offerings before the Lord, and there Saul and the men of Israel rejoiced greatly. Here endeth the first lesson. Together, Benedictus S. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou on the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the tenth verse of the thirteenth chapter of the Gospel according to St. Luke. Now he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And behold, there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity eighteen years, and was bent over and could in no way raise herself up. But when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said to her, Woman, you are loosed from your infirmity. And he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. But the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation, because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath. And he said to the crowd, There are six days on which men ought to work. Therefore come and be healed on them, and not on the Sabbath day. The Lord then answered him and said, Hypocrite, does not each one of you on the Sabbath loose his ox or donkey from the stall and lead it away to water it? So ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has bound, think of it, for eighteen years, be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath? And when he said these things, all his adversaries were put to shame, and all the multitude rejoiced for all the glorious things that were done by him. Then he said, What is the kingdom of God like, and to what shall I compare it? It is like a mustard seed, which a man took and put in his garden, and it grew and became a garden, and became a large tree, and the birds of the air nested in its branches. And he said again, To what shall I liken the kingdom of God? It is like leaven, which a woman took and hid in three measures of meal, till it was all leavened. Here endeth the second lesson. Together, Benedictus. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers, 
and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people, for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Lord of all power and might, who art the author and giver of all good things, graft in our hearts the love of thy name, increase in us true religion, nourish us with all goodness, and of thy great mercy keep us in the same, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, Almighty and Everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Morning to all. In today's lesson from Samuel, we, we sort of have a, a complement to what we had yesterday where Samuel was anointed as king, excuse me, Saul was anointed as king by Samuel, 
And then today we have Saul, uh, the newly anointed king, um, leading Israel to victory in battle. And this is a a, a theme throughout throughout the the, the scripture that, that informs the ministry of Jesus that the anointing then is proven by the victory. We, we sort of saw that with the judges where they the spirit would just sort of come upon them and then they lead Israel to victory. But here the the anointed is is anointed and then he's he's proven the anointing is proven and tested in a battle where he's revealed to be uh, the the anointed king by by the way he, he gets the victory. We'll see this in a few chapters with David, who becomes anointed and then goes out and takes on Goliath, the great enemy of Israel. Um, the one that we should note about Saul in the story, we see an indication of the kind of things that will undermine Saul, the reason that, that Saul um, isn't really a great leader. Um, because what, even here, when he is leading Israel to battle, rather than inspiring people, he relies on fear. He cuts up you know, a yoke of oxen and sends the pieces. If you don't come out, I'm doing this to your animals. Rather than the, with David, it's always, you know, um, the Lord's going to beat, these are the enemies of the Lord. He's going to, he's going to, let's go, because we, we can just do it. He'll inspire people. And so, and we, so it's, it's also the kind of the beginning of that kingship modality whereby the king uses his power of threat, conscripting people where the, the judge inspired come. And even with going back to the judge story of, uh, you know, where, of Gideon, where we're going to reduce the army because so the Lord can get the victory and show us by his power. We get into the New Testament, the, the pattern of anointing and conquest is seen in the um, baptism and temptation story of Jesus. In his baptism, he's the spirit descends, he's the Lord's anointed. He immediately is taken out into the wilderness to be tempted, where he conquers the evil one. And so this is the New Testament picks up this motif of anointing and then conquering Israel's enemies, but it, it provides the additional clarity of just who Israel's enemy is. Israel's enemy is not Nahash the Ammonite or the Romans in the New Testament. Israel's primary enemy is the, the accuser, the evil one. And then the, the sin and the death that, that he has brought into the human condition. So Jesus is ultimately going to conquer the enemy of Israel. And, and that's how he proves to be the Messiah. And this is always the, 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 the thing to keep our eye on the spiritual life because we're tempted to think that our visible enemy is the real enemy. But what we understand through the wisdom of, of the spirit is that um, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers that within the visible battle, there is a spiritual battle and are in tempting us to be unfaithful, to be angry, to be anxious. And so uh, winning the spiritual battle is, is remaining faithful in the midst of that trial, always doing the right thing, regardless of the visible result. And we see Jesus doing battle in the gospel story where he sets a woman free from her infirmity. He conquers, he sets her free from captivity to the evil one. He's showing himself to be the great liberator of, of, of God's chosen people. We should note that the, the, um, the way that, uh, you know, the people are angry because he heals on the Sabbath and it's, it's, you know, how sort of legalistic religion can become 
something that actually hinders people being healed. You know, they should come not on the Sabbath, but the other days. Well, it's harder to come on the other days because everyone has to do their work on the other days. This is the time to come see God. And they made it a place where no one could actually get healed on the one day when people could actually come. So Jesus is here shown to be uh, God's anointed. And so we also who have the Holy Spirit who in Christ become anointed with the Spirit we the the way we understand that we are truly God's anointed is the victories that we begin to win in our lives over the forces that oppose us the world the flesh and the devil as we live in Christ and 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 persevere in our prayer these we understand we conquer things that once conquered us and this is how we understand the reality of God's presence the truth of God's presence in our lives with a few thoughts about today's lessons Continuing with the prayer for all conditions of men. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth and hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are in any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate, especially those from whom we make our prayers at this time. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we thine unworthy servants do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life. But above